Beer It Is is a CSPN Media podcast production. Please visit our website at cspn.us for more episodes of Beer It Is and for ways to keep our podcast free for you. All right, everybody, my name is Tobias Woolborn. The name of the marquee is Beer It Is on the CSPN Network. By the way, if you want to help keep the podcast free, click on the link at cspn.us. Keep our podcast free link on top of the page. From there, scroll down and holler at the good folks at Amazon. You can keep our podcast free by shopping at Amazon, and when you purchase for items from Amazon, as you normally would, it could be books, music, electronics, in this case, it might be barley, wheat, grain, hops, whatever it may be, go get it from Amazon, click the link, click it through us, you just save a little money, you put a little money in our pocket, every purchase made on Amazon through our link, Amazon sends us money, right, and it helps keep Beer It Is and all the other fine podcasts on the CSPN Network absolutely free. And that helps us, man. It allows us to do cool things. And one of the cool things that I got to do was I got to drive down to America's Georgia. Also, you know, I was in Plains as well. I'll tell you about that part a little later as we get this show open. So, you know, Thursday, got an email from a good friend, my boy L. Sharpton. He's a two-time guest on the show. And he was like, hey, man, um, there's this really you know, badass festival down in America's Georgia. You should go check it out. It had a spot for me. I can't go. And, you know, the good folks at Chamber of Commerce down there in America, shout out to Nicole Thurston. Shout out to Ruth Sykes. Um, she runs a really cool PR firm. And they gave me a call and said, hey, man, look, this is what's going on. Come down. We'll invite you to the beer festival. They took us out to dinner. Really nice dinner at this place, Rosemary and Thyme. And this fantastic hotel there. And tell you what, one of the best steaks I ever had in my life. Definitely top five. It was that good. Legitimate good food with good people and good energy, right? So that was the night. But during the day, there was a Georgia Craft Beer Festival. And it's all Georgia beers. About 30, 35 Georgia breweries, which just shows you just how much things are going. But what I liked about it was, more in particular, it had a lot of breweries from making all the way down. So I got to catch up with my good friends from Omaha. And that's who I start the show with. Start talking to the good folks at Omaha Brewing, and they're really growing down in central Georgia. Then from there, skated up to Athens, talked to the folks at Academia Brewing up in Athens, man. Just another good Athens brewery. Talk to their rep, man. Really cool guy. And you're going to like hearing from him. He's got some energy, some real energy. And he was definitely fun to talk to and sit with. From there, shot down to Mactown, Macon, and talked to the fine folks at Piedmont Brewing. You know what I'm saying? So they were really smooth. My man, Brian Whitley, cool dude. And his story as to how he has evolved in beer and the restaurant they're doing was fun. The last place I went to was Pretoria Fields in Albany, Georgia. So, 
again, a lot of times at Atlanta Beer Festivals, and by the way, I love the ATL, and it's really fun, and it's great, and there's so many good breweries. It's very easy to get distracted, and sometimes you end up only drinking, you know, local beer, which is great. Don't get me wrong. I mean, you know, hashtag support your local brewer. I'm all about that. But it's also really cool when you get to go and you show some love to some other places. So I got to catch up with guys from South Georgia whom I normally just wouldn't see or their beer really hasn't made distro in Atlanta yet. So caught up with some brewers from Statesboro and all those fine areas. All right, that was one part. The other part was... You know, and I got to tell you guys, it's so funny how life works, right? So, you know, if you know me, I'm a big fan of history, huge history buff. And I got the opportunity on Sunday after the festival, after dinner Saturday, after some after drinks. Really nice. America's is a cool city. You guys should definitely go check that place out. There in Plains and... There's a lot of history there. I mean, some of it, unfortunately, you know, let's be real, it's negative history. It's, you know, it's through the Civil War and all those different things. Battles were fought there, and you can go to some of those battlefields. And I think it's history that should not be erased. We need to know what happened. That being said, I got to spend some time at church. I went to church, Maranatha Baptist Church, and that's where Jimmy Carter grew up going to church and got to sit down a little bit, just for a little bit, with president number 37 and quite honestly one of my favorites he should have been a two-termer but nonetheless i think his impact on life beyond his presidency was more important but he teaches sunday school and let's just say it was really hard to get there at you know 8 30 in the morning after you know a full day and full night of drinking beer and eating steaks and kicking it right but you know i made it work you know got my butt up and got to church and i i must say i was rather dapper you know got a couple pictures out there you can check them out on my twitter at in 19 right so that was fun and it was just a blessing of an experience of getting to sit there and have you know this man tell you about the bible through his history and i know some people listen to the show you know aren't extra religious and that's fine but i will tell you man if you have any kind of faith Seeing a person of faith, seeing somebody who's been through what he's been through, you know, getting ready to turn 93 years old, still with faith, still able to elocute himself in such a way. It was really fun. Also, I ran into an old editor while I was there, which was kind of interesting because, you know, the last time we saw each other before, wasn't exactly on the best of terms. But, you know, I think that's one of the beautiful things of the redemptive power of the Holy Spirit, right? You actually can heal all wounds. And, you know, I was able to see the man. We shook hands and, you know, it was cool. But it just goes to show you guys, you know, leave a good name out in this world because things come back. All right. So anyway, from there, had a good time in America, saw some cool things. Really looking forward to getting back down there as now they're trying to get a couple of craft breweries in America. There's some really cool place, JJ's Wings, really solid place that has like some cool craft beer they're learning, they're growing. And this festival, let me tell you something, guys. They had over 1,200 tickets sold, and people were buying them. You know, I think they were like $35 for the ticket. And then you also want to do the VIP. You can do the VIP for 70 And the VIP, you know, which we got, was cool. Uh, food was fantastic. You hear me? They had hibachi. They had uh, these really cool pimento cheese sandwiches and these great wings and... You know, so you were able to kind of eat and drink, and it had some VIP beer. 
And from the VIP is where I ran into our first guest, my crew, Omaha Brewing. But before we get to Omaha, man, you know, look, sometimes, right, you get into this craft beer game, right? And so you need some good food to go along with your beer. Because, I mean, you know, you can't just be out here eating and not having something to drink. And I tell you what, sometimes you may not feel like cooking that food yourself, right? So what do you do? You go holler at the folks at Blue Apron. They have fresh ingredients, incredible recipes, and they deliver them right to your door. Each and every week, they'll bring them to you. Skip the grocery store, make incredible meals at home with Blue Apron. And then, hey, look, if you're listening to Beer It Is, you can get $30 off your first order. Why? Because I love you. I love you all because you listen to the show. So place your first order with $30 off, and it helps keep Beer It Is free for you. Go to our network website at cspn.us, that's cspn.us. Click on the Keep Our Podcast Free link at the top of the page. From there, scroll on down to the Blue Apron link and sign up for your first order. Blue Apron through cspn.us. Do it today. All right, man. So like I said earlier, we're going to highlight the good folks at Omaha Brewing out of Omaha, Georgia, they're going to tell their story. And when we come back, we'll tell you a little bit more about what we're doing, what's coming up down the line. Stick as day. Here it is. Despite the- All right, guys, so we're back here at the America's Beer Festival here, Hot Glass and Craft Beer. By the way, these are some of the coolest glasses I've seen. But anyway, we just got finished talking to some other good brewers, but now I'm here with one of my guys, Robert Lee from Omaha Brewing. What's going Father on? and son team, this is the son. We'll probably talk to the dad a little bit later. Tell me what's going on today. Yeah. What made you come to this festival? Yeah, yeah. So, so we're only, you know, 35, 40 minutes away from here. Our home base is in Omaha, just south of Columbus. So we've got a couple beers over at General Admission. We've got some VIP beers, which we actually have a 13th Colony barrel-aged beer, 13th Colony being here in America. So yeah. It is a barrel-aged milk stout. Um, so just, just trying to keep it local. Very important for us to keep, to keep it local and just be involved, involved as much as possible. Legit. So let's talk about this 13th Colony beer. I'm drinking it now. Yeah. Very refined. First of all, tell me about the barrels you aged it on. Yes. So we, we they actually just kind of, we, we talked to them, and they brought us a whiskey barrel, one of their signature whiskey barrels, probably close to 10 months ago. And we, we this is actually the Like No Other, which is our seasonal milk stout. Nice. And we, we filled the barrel... Probably about seven months ago, released it uh, at Christmas. Wow. And this is the last keg of it in existence right now. Wow. So, yeah. guys, you, you're missing out on a fantastic beer. So, tell me about tell me about Omaha Brewer. How long yeah. have you guys been around? What do people need to know about you guys? Yes. Yeah, so, so, we've been around. We started distributing to the public in July of 2014. And right now, we've got distribution in all of Georgia except for the coast. So, South Georgia being our focus, kind of Columbus, over to Macon, and down towards this way, kind of going against the grain of what most other breweries that we've seen in the state. Yeah, everybody's trying to get to Atlanta, Atlanta and Athens and yeah. maybe Macon. Correct. But you guys are going the other way. Correct, yeah. We're, we're focusing, you know, going down towards Auburn, Opelika, down down towards Albany, Columbus being our home market. It's a different field, family-friendly oriented. You know, the brewery's family-friendly oriented, love the, love the pets. It's just a different feel. 
And then obviously something like this being so close to home is what we want to focus on. How cool is it seeing a beer festival in downtown America, man? We thought you would have seen that. Yeah, yes. So last year when they first approached us, that you know, Patrick and the guys, hey, you know, we're doing a beer festival. You know, we want you to be involved. I was like, absolutely no problem. We showed up, didn't really know what was going on, and it was it was a packed house. We ran out of beer. Tickets were sold out and just a ridiculous show, showing. And then this year, I, I think they more than doubled the ticket sales. Wow. It, 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 it just shows how, how important the craft scene has become and the fact that craft beer is growing in the South and something that can continue to grow in the South. So, man, like, what's it like now? Could you see Columbus, my um, man over here at Cannon, some of these other guys grow around you guys? You're really one of the first guys below Mickey to do a brewery, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, at least on the Rio. I know there's some older ones, but to come back. Yeah, so, into so, the new game. so if we kind of exclude Georgia Coast, you know not being South Georgia, so to speak. Yeah. We were kind of the first in South Georgia as a production brewery. The Cannon has been around for a while, doing some good stuff over there. Charles McClendon went to school with me, the new brewmaster over wow. there. Um, but yeah, they're doing good stuff. But yeah, so it's just, it just it's we wanted to, to kind of reach out and just bring it back home. Our family's from Omaha. We wanted to have something that we could continue to grow on moving forward for the family, for the local economy. We're in Stewart County. It's Forest County in Georgia. Yeah, I love it. We, we wanted something to to get back to the local economy and to continue to grow kind of in, in the family as well. Well, you mentioned local economy. Tell me how a brewery helps the local economy. Yeah, so, I mean, we went from, you know, we started at about, had about five jobs. We've got over 25 people on staff now. Wow. So, that, you know, we've got people from Fort Mitchell, Alabama, right across the line, and, and Lumpkin. we got people all, all around, and we're going to continue to grow continue to bring jobs and just kind of keep pumping craft beer in the South Georgia, growing the market, just letting people know that we're here and we're here to stay and it's something that's important to us. That's got to feel good, like knowing those are 25 families that are now getting food on the table, bread on the table, based on your beer, man. Yeah, and it's great every day. I'll go to the brewery and work in the tasting room every now and then. Just seeing the military folks from all around the world had no idea that we're there in Fort Benning, just visiting from Germany, Australia, just blown away and just to let them know that, hey, we're here, right in town, small towns nobody's ever heard of, and and, and all these people work for us. So So, tell me about your brewery, tell me about your tasting room, how many beers are on tap, what do you guys have going on there? Yeah, so we've got 16 beers on tap at all times, and typically about about half of them are unique to the tasting room only, so one-off beers that we don't typically distribute. Uh, right now, we've got a couple of, of crazy sours on tap. Nice. We've got, got a, 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 it's called Twang. It's, it's an orange kind of tangerine style after after the Tang flavor. I like it. Uh, we've got a couple of General Select Series beers. There's our barrel-aged beers from Richland Rum at the tasting room. Um, and then we've got all, all our core brands, obviously. And, and then we are, we are open today. Right. In addition to this festival. You know, so so much hours, when are you open? Yeah. What do people need to know about that? So we are open Monday through Saturday. Monday through Friday, we're open from 1 to 8. Saturday, 1 to 9. We've got food trucks and live music on Saturday. And we really do that to, to keep, you know, we got a lot of people passing in, going to Florida. People going to visit Providence Canyon, Forest Marina. And, nice. you know, we might not be super busy, but we want to be there for people who want to come check right, us you out come through. in the middle of the week. Yeah, yeah, you come through, stop by, have a beer, keep it moving. Take some beer to go. Absolutely. So, man, what's it like still getting people coming in, buying your beer? Man, it, it, it's a great feeling. I mean, I, I would have never thought, you know, last year when they reached out to us, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm going to support America's. I actually went 
my freshman year of college, I went to, went to Southwestern. Nice. Our owner graduated from Southwestern. We're obviously going to be involved. But just to see what it's evolved to, I mean, it's, it's really just the VIP people yeah. here right now. I mean, I mean guys, we're back, here. So. We're here. We're, by the way, for Beard is on the CSP Network. Bryce Wilborn here with my man Robert Lee from Omaha. And I tell you what, man, it's rocking and rolling. I mean, it's early in the afternoon, and you can hear the people in the background enjoying and loving the beer. But then from there, tell me real quick, where can people find you guys on Twitter and Instagram and all those yeah. kind of places? Yeah, so, so Facebook, just Omaha Brewing Company, you, you'll see the Gator logo, Shield, kind of the family crest slash Gator logo. Instagram, Twitter, same deal. Omaha Brewing Co. or Omaha Brewing Company. Uh, all the time, we keep it updated on the daily. And then last last couple things. One, where, like, you mentioned, like, do you have, does your website say where you can find the beer? Like, you say, if you're in Atlanta or some of the markets where you guys are? Yes, so we're in between switching over to a new website it's going to be awesome and it'll absolutely tell you that yeah um, but but it, it'll tell you kind of limitedly right now yeah but yeah columbus americas got some got some beer over at pat's place right up the road nice columbus you know everywhere that serves craft beer atlanta you know mostly on draft and all throughout south georgia but but, but keep an eye out on that new website it's, it's going to launch in june it'll be 100 percent up to date and then tell me one thing the coolest place you've seen your beer on tap how did it make you feel Man, I uh, I've seen I've seen our beer on tap at a lot of cool places, but honestly, I mean, just going to Columbus, being the very first town we we were distributed in, a town that was not friendly to craft beer mm. five years ago, four mm. years ago, going into Columbus and just being able to see our beer on tap, most places and just seeing people asking for it, saying how they're connected to it, that, that's what's most important to me. Be able to see that. That has to be touching when you're like, yo, I, I may have only drank PBR or Miller, but yeah. you know what? I like this IPA these guys make, or I like whatever it is, yeah. and they go out and seek it and ask for it by name. Yeah, and, and people are connecting. Hey, Omaha is right outside of Columbus. It's local. It's coming back to the local economy. We're putting every bit of money we make back into to the local economy, keeping the beer flow going, keeping new stuff coming out to the people, seeing what the people want, and just going from there. And then what do you see Omaha and I used to ask five years on this, but now it's going to be two years. Yeah, yeah, two years is a little bit better. It, it changes right. so drastically yeah, yeah. in craft beer. Yeah, so two years from now, I'll, we are going to be on the, we will go, keep keep going in Georgia, finish out in Georgia, going to the coast, going to Savannah, kind of going to the Tifton area, and we're going to expand into the panhandle of Florida and a little bit more into Alabama. Nice. Just keep solidifying our home markets as well. Omaha Brewing, my man Robert Lee, and so later we're going to talk to the father when we get a chance. It's going to be a crazy show today as we bounce them back and forth. Again, thank you so much. Also, before we go, let people know what's in the market now yeah. and what's coming to the market the next couple months. Yeah, so we basically kind of did it on purpose, but everything we've got in the market regularly, we got at the festival today. So Nat Knocker, Hellas Lager, Not a Banana, the Georgia Style Vice Beer, Head of Hatchie Creek IPA, and Dot Dweller, our year-round sour. And then our seasonal right now is Instigator. It's our Colts. Look, look for those in the market. You know, we got some new cans coming out close to the summer, and to just keep up to date on all social media, you'll be good to go. And trust me, these guys update a lot. They're doing their thing. I've seen this guy literally in three states <laughs> since he's been out here, and probably even more than that, just as he's been spreading the gospel in Omaha. This device, boom, baby. Hey, thank you for coming on, man. Yeah, man, thank you guys. I appreciate it. Man, I tell you what, it was fun talking to those guys from Omaha, right? <laughs> they're so witty and so fun, and their beer is there. I had a great barrel-aged stout from those guys, and a lot of other really cool IPAs and 
Gozas. And it's just phenomenal to see how these brewers are going. That's a place I look forward to getting back to. I mean, they're a little bit far from me, but you know what? You got to go far sometimes to get some things you want. And I know someone else that goes far. The good folks at Busted Tees, right? Check out the folks at Busted Tees. This episode is sponsored by Busted Tees. You're home for funny, cool t-shirts that are sure to get your friends' attention. Busted Tees puts many popular designs on t-shirts each and every week. You can buy them. You can choose several eye-catching shirts inspired by pop culture, cleverly teamed t-shirts inspired by movies, video games, TV shows, comic books, geek culture, and more. So look again. Help keep the podcast free. Click on the link from Busted Tees. Go on CSPN.us. That's CSPN.us. Click on the Keep Our Podcast Free link. Click on the Busted Tees banner. Then shop for awesome t-shirts. They still got to get me a t-shirt, but we'll talk about that later. I need a t-shirt. Classic. Y'all need to get me a t-shirt. But right now, go order other people t-shirt. I just got one. Ric Flair, of course, because he's, you know, he's my hero. So why wouldn't I? But Remember how I mentioned Omaha had that phenomenal roasted, big, bold stout, barrel-aged stout. Well, then I went from there, and I went over to the folks at Academia, and I had theirs. And I tell you what, man, this is about to be a burst of energy blasting through your speakers. It's going to come in hot, so you may want to turn it down just a smidge. If you're on your lunch break, listen to Beer It Is on the CSPN Network. All right, so we're here with Academia. All right, man, just got finished with Robert Lee from Omaha. Again, it's Tobias Wilborn here for Beer It Is at the America's Beer Festival down here in South Georgia. And I got to tell you guys, like, you wouldn't think that this festival would be as cool as it is, but it is cool. You want to know how it's cool? Because I just ran into this bearded beauty over here, <laughs> my man Aaron Martin from Academia in Athens, Georgia. So, I mean, it's a little bit of a trek for you, man. Yeah, no, it was a drive down. I mean, luckily I was able to stop in on Macon on my way down. Nice. Got a chance to check out some really cool places there. But, I mean, you know, South Georgia needs a little bit more love when it comes to craft beer. Right. There's people that are thirsty down here, you know. We need to start bringing them some more good liquid. Agreed, agreed. And speaking of good liquid, let's get right into what you brought here today. Right now, as we sit and we talk, we're sipping on this 10.3 barrel-aged stout. Tell me about this beer. Name, describe it to me, man. Yeah, so so this is Noctua Chaos. Uh, the Noctua Chaos series is our bourbon barrel-aged version of our base Noctua Imperial Stout. Mm. So this one in particular was aged in Zach Brown barrels. Nice. So Zach Brown owns a distillery. I know, I was surprised to hear that as Zach well. Zach Brown, he also owns yeah. restaurants. And, yeah. yeah, yeah, he owns restaurant, distillery, bar. He hand-makes knives from what I've heard. Wow. It's funny because I was just at Phillips Arena before I drove down. He's got like a restaurant coming to Phillips Arena, so yeah, he's all crazy. over. Yeah, Renaissance man. Yeah. I mean, I think I think the handmade knives is what sets him next level. Right. You know, I, I know there's a lot of uh, entertainers that that have kind of you know diversified, but like I don't think Jay Z's right. hand making knives that he's selling. You know? Well, I don't know if he'll be allowed to. That might yeah. be something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> you yeah, know, he's yeah. got a, he's got a couple charges. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, man, let's get back to this this. Badass out, man. So this is beautiful. Uh, so Zach Brown, uh, we went up there, we snagged some of his barrels. They were using little 10, 15-gallon barrels. Oh, nice. So as a as a brew pub that's only been open for six months, nothing that we've aged on site 
has been able to age long enough for us to release a bourbon barrel right. each year, you know, as far as a regular 59-gallon barrel. Yeah. But these little 10, 15-gallon barrels, we're able to turn around in four and a half months. Oh. Because there's that uh, surface to it's be more ratio. Yeah. yeah, so it just, it, it ages quicker. You get all that characteristic you want. We hardly had to blend this out. It's maybe nice. 9 to 1, 10 to 1 barrel to base. Just a just a scotch of base beer in there. But most of this, and you're getting a little bit of heat there. Mm-hmm. I get some really cool Whoa. maple wood character. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's got that uh, that dark fruit finish. Yeah. Uh, maybe a little bit of raisin or plum or fig. That's from the base beer. Yeah. This base beer is just an awesome beer. Well, and the funny thing is, like, when I smell this beer, I'm like, oh, man, it's going to be really yeah. hot. And it's not nearly as hot or has that bite that I thought it would, man. It's not, And it's also not as boozy yeah. as I thought it would well, be. Well, I mean, we could have blended that out, and that's what some brewers decide to do. But we, we want to retain a little bit of character of the base liquid you know right. you want to you want to try that bourbon that you're going into you want to know does that bourbon have some heat to Aaron, it right john yeah yeah that if that bourbon has yeah. some heat to it you want to keep that in the beer you know you don't want it to be liquid fire going down necessarily right but right you blend all or you gotta quote unquote age it for like yeah. a year in order to drink exactly, it exactly i want to i want to buy it and drink it fresh so speaking of that, is this beer bottle or is this just taps only? No, we are draft only right now. Okay, yeah. yeah. So we're, I mean, we're small little guys, you know. We're independently owned. We don't have big money behind us. So a canning, a bottling line just well, price doesn't right make now. sense, yeah. you know, unless you have enough money to drop. You know, and as a brew pub, draft makes more sense for us. Right. Because we're trying to do small batches. You yeah. know, we've got a 10-barrel system. We've got tons of fermentation space. Wow, that's got to so, be fun, right? Yeah, we got three fives, three tens, and three twenty stainless steel fermentation tanks. Oh, boy. So we're able to churn stuff out, constantly get new things out to the market, keep it fresh, keep it original, you know? Nice. If you love a beer, I'm sorry, it might not be available <laughs> next time you go back to the bar. But something else will be. Right. Something new. And you know what? Three months from now, we might have that same beer you knew and loved. And guess what? You're all the more excited to have it because we've been keeping it back. So it hasn't been brewed. So say about your taste room. How many taps? What's going on? And plus, it's not just taste room. There's amazing food, too. Yeah, yeah. So we're a full brew pub, so we have a full kitchen. In addition, we've got uh, six serving tanks set up on our back bar. Oh, that's got to be fun, right? Yeah, so they're five-barrel serving tanks. We, uh, we put in some of our big movers in there. In addition to those six serving tanks, we've got, let me do the math real quick, uh, 17 taps. Wow. Uh, majority of those taps are ours, but as a brew pub, we're able to bring in outside product. Nice. So, got some mead on, got some cider on, okay. got some guest beer on. Like right now, I've got some Una neon, uh, the black currant. Okay. Yeah, that consists of delicious stuff, right? Nice, I love it. So, it gives us an opportunity to bring something different on because, you know, we don't have any real fruit barrel aged sours that we've been able to produce yet because we're so young. You know, it just gives us an opportunity to, to fill a hole that, say, uh, a production brewery that's only five months, six months old, there's nothing they can do about it. Right, because they, right? they have to put a certain amount of product out. Well, they, on a... they can only have their own product in. You know, mm. as a, as, when you're licensed as a brewery, 
you can't have outside beer. Mm. As a brew pub, we can. We nice. have liquor as well. We've got a full bar. So, yeah, so you can come and let's say, you know, whoever the beer drinker is in your couple of something. You know, yeah. the ladies are drinking the beer now. Oh, yeah. And sometimes the dude may not. Either way, whomever the beer drinker is saying in your couple or your pairing or whatever, you can drink the beer, but you can also get a nice mixed drink, some wine, yeah. and meat, cider. You can run the gamut. I, man, I've seen, I've seen ladies come in with their husbands, with their boyfriends. They're sitting there crushing those sours. Nice. The IPAs, our Belgian triple. I mean, they're just drinking. And, you know, the guys over there taking shots of Jama. Hey, nothing wrong with that. Drinking, some, drinking something like Farmer's Gin, man. Drinking a gin and tonic, and that's cool. Right. You know, we try to we try to offer that environment where, you know, beer is not your thing, but maybe you want to come in with someone that beer is their thing. Right. You're not just sitting there sipping water. You can enjoy yourself too. Well, that's something I always kind of hate myself because, like, you know, if I'm dating a lady or whatever who isn't in the beer, if I say, "Hey, let's go to the brewery," she's gonna be looking yeah. at me like, "No." Yeah. <laughs> but now with with you guys, you can do that. So tell me where you can find you on social media and all that good stuff. Okay, so we are at uh, www.academiabc.com. Shout out. Uh, I want to say our Insta handle is Academia BC. Our Twitter handle is Academia BC. And we're on Facebook as Academia BC. I think that's extent of our social media right now. I love it. I'm sure I'm screwing some stuff up. That's not my realm. I'm too busy running around, shaking hands, kissing babies. Making this thing work and yeah, making it happen. Yeah, Spreading yeah. the gospel, Academia. So real quick, man, how'd you get into beer, man? What was your first craft beer? Do you remember? First craft beer? No way I could possibly remember. Craft beer that changed the game for me? Terrapin Hops Kushner. Nice. And you're at this guy, man. Yeah, so. man. I had that Hops Kushner maybe eight years ago, nine years ago. That's when they were cranking them out. And, and that's were. when I realized what craft beer could be, man. I had, I love beer. I love craft beer. I was never a macro guy, you know. Mm-hmm. Even when I was a young pup coming up, I wasn't drinking Bud Light, Corona, anything like that. Nice. But... When I had that first Hops Kushner and I realized the, the potential for craft beer, that switch went on in my head. And ever since then, I've been slowly worming my way into the industry. You know, I was working for Savannah Distributing before I got this job at Academia. Right. It's awesome. They have a fantastic book getting to work with brands like, you know, Creature Comforts, Free Tavern, right. Stone, Allagash. Founders, Lagunitas. So you're living I mean, the, the dream. Goes on and on and on, right? So I had to work with some fantastic brands. And now I get to rep. Uh, honestly, I, 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 can't, I can't express how happy I am to be able to rep fantastic beer. I get done with work and I want to drink my <laughs> beer. After I've had to drink it all day, I still want to go back to that well. Like, that's a huge that deal. That is legit. Right? So tell me what, you guys have core beers, right? Tell me what your cores are, or everything changes. Well, no, I mean, we're really trying to avoid that core market as much as possible. Interesting, okay, so, all right, tell me about that. you know, the old model is you have four or five core brands, your right. flagships. Or whatever you call them, yeah. Yeah, you look, you look for people that uh, respect that, that mm. support you. You look for that bar that's running a top handle that's dedicated to your pale ale or your IPA. And those are the ones you hook up with all your cool small batch. Right, right. We're small enough that we're not doing that. Nice. We hook everyone up with our small batch. We've got a couple brands that we're trying to keep available all times. Um, you know, we're new, so we're, we get some hiccups every now and again. Yeah. We 
we exceed expectations on, on sales and we run out of stock, but IQ IPA is one of the ones we're trying to have always available to nice. our distribution. Uh, the Dome, our Coast style, we're trying to have always available. Uh, and then besides that, maybe Extra Credit, which is our ESP, and Niobe's Tears, our Goza. But we're really letting the market kind of dictate what we're doing. You know? What's, who's buying what, how quickly it's going. Yeah, I mean, if something's, if something's crushing it, we're not going to say, oh, yeah, we don't want to brew that beer. We want it to be only limitedly available. You know, if there's no constraints that's keeping us from brewing more, we're going to brew more. We're going to let thirsty people drink. Man. Nice. And then real quick, tell me about your brew house. Tell me about your brew house and your brewers. Who, who's brewing there? Who's making the beer? Yeah, so Morgan Wyman is our head brewer. Um, this is actually his uh, first production job. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. So he's been homebrewing for about a decade now. Wow. Um, you know, been planning to, to launch this brewery for just about as long. He, I shouldn't say he has no production experience. He didn't have a production job. Right. But the guys over at Southern Brewing Company, awesome as hell. Love those guys. They let us come in, brew on their system. Morgan wow. got an opportunity to kind of pick Mark and John's brain, figure out everything he possibly could about a production environment. You know, we had some other opportunities before we opened for Morgan to kind of get his feet wet a little bit. So I wouldn't say that this is his first rodeo, but this is, you know, his is first production running it. Yeah. job. Well, he's you know? also so, running it, too. It's oh, a big yeah. difference. He's running it. Man. Yeah. yeah. Love it. And then from there, what do people need to know about you guys? Like, tell, tell people where to find you, where you're located, and how to so, get your beer. So, yeah, our distributing partner is fantastic, Modern Hops. Yeah. Uh, we're available in most of Georgia at this point. Um, there's still some counties off, off outside, you know, maybe in our periphery. We're looking to open up Savannah before too long. Uh, but for the time being, you know, all the metro uh, Atlanta, we should be available. Nice. Athens, Greater Athens, we're available. Uh, on Columbus Way, down in Macon. Yeah. You got to go into your favorite crowd here, man. But check, but check the bar. good places, though, man. The good yeah. spots. I mean, this is the Porter, Bridgestore, if you're in Atlanta. Oh, yeah, If no. you're in Macon, um, what's the tap the tap shop that everybody loves? Oh, so, yeah. Growler Country. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those I mean, kind of places are going to have this Yeah, beer. we're all over the place. That's the thing, man. We're just sprinkled, you know? Right. So all you got to do is go into your favorite establishment that serves craft beer and ask them, why don't you have academia on your tabs? There you go. Because there's no excuses for this morning. And then if you're in Athens, you want to go check out oh, the Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're over right by the mall behind Racetrack. It's kind of like a hidden gem, you know? Yeah, it's in the cut. Anytime, anytime I find some place that's tucked away, you know, back in some tiny little corner, I walk in, they have amazing beers. It's just this wonderful experience. So we're kind of trying to provide that. It's an old musician's warehouse. Nice. We bought the building. It's a massive space. It still feels intimate. It still I feels it. tiny, man. So anyway, guys, check out this brewer. I tell you what, I've had them now at least four festivals. Every time I have them, the beer gets better each time. And this stout that I have is amazing. <laughs> and I'm going to try this IPA next. So guys, stick and stay. There it is. Aaron, thank you so much. Hey, my pleasure. Drink good, drink local. Amen. Man, that was fun catching up with those guys, wasn't it? You know, that energy they have up in Athens in that hidden little nook and corner up there. And I tell you what, I've been to that brewery. It is a fantastic place. Go check them out. Now, we did that, had a good time with those guys. So now we're going to slip over to, excuse me, to Macon, Georgia, 
to Piedmont Brewing, my man Brian Whitley. Fun dude, very knowledgeable about beer, about life, and his story is very interesting. He tells it, and he lays it out there. So, you know, now we're getting up talking to the folks at Piedmont. I tell you what, guys, I'm having a great time here at the America's Beer Festival. Hot glass blowing in craft beer. And I showed you the pictures of this thing. These glasses are amazing, but now it's on to this amazing beer. We talked to Academia up in Athens. Before that, we talked to Oconee. Now, we're in Mactown. We're well, not really in Mactown, but we're at the Mactown Brewery. Not far away. My man, Brian Whitley. From Piedmont Brewing and Kitchen. What's up, brother? Hey, man, just hanging out. Uh, glad the rain is staying away a little bit. We'll it's take a it. Very nice little festival they have here. I think that it's uh, really cool to take two craft artisans like glass blowing and craft beer and putting them together. And another really awesome thing about this festival is this is all Georgia craft beer. I love it. You won't find anything from another state at this festival. I think this is like the biggest Georgia only craft beer festival yeah, that's what in the, the state, man. Told me. Yeah. And that is legit. And it's kind of cool because I mean there's a lot of Atlanta here but there's a lot of Macon and right. South Georgia and some places that I normally don't get to see based being based out of Atlanta how right. cool is that well I mean I think uh, a lot of folks from Atlanta miss out on some of the nicer things we've got down here oh south of the perimeter yeah know. we don't like nice things apparently <laughs> well you know I mean it's, it's no, I think Atlanta's got plenty of nice stuff, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. People get stuck inside that perimeter, yeah. and it's like its own little isolated world. And well, look, uh, Cherry Street's far from me, so yeah, we, I, although they make amazing beer, shout out to Nick, shout out to that crew there. But let's talk about you. Yeah. First of all, let's start with the beer you brought here today, man. So you brought we, some cool beer. We brought three different beers. I kind of wanted to. to reach the spectrum of people so we brought one of our best sellers our belgian wit white rabbit nice and i've got a, a, a cranberry saison brewed with tart cranberries Ooh. and we've got an east coast ipa brewed with equinot uh, cryo hops and denali hops okay so trying to trying to kind of reach across the whole spectrum of, of taste buds there um so we'll see i mean it we the lines are good right now. Matthew Mills, what's up, brother? Good to hey, see you. We got another special guest who's just walking through, rolling, <laughs> ripping and running, but you know, just um, enjoying this beer festival. Like I said, this is one thing about beer festivals, man. Your boys are going to walk through, right. come through, drink your beer. Right. Uh, at, we were at Omaha earlier. Shout out to Robert Lee, both Robert Lees. That's right, Daddy and, and Son. Daddy and Son, man, out here making the dream together. So tell me about you, man. How did you get into craft beer? Well, I homebrewed for about six years and uh, started winning some homebrew competitions. And I'm, you know, I'm 45, so I'm not one of the younger guys on the scene. And I've been a business owner for 15 years, and I was like, man, let's turn this into a business because I want to have fun on the downhill side. I like it. You know, I I love music. I can't play an instrument. I love art. I can't draw, but I can make beer. And that's the only way for me to express any sort of creativity that I I have inside. So we just turned a year old. Uh, March 27th was our birthday. And we've got a, a really badass, if I could say that. Yeah, you get it. Uh, yeah, absolutely. We've got a really badass birthday party planned for May 6th. Uh, we're May 6th. May 6th. Sunday, May 6th. And this will air before that. So yeah. tell us about that event, man. Put yeah. us up on game. We're going to uh, close the street in front of the brewery. We're going to have some live music out front. We're going to smoke a whole hog on our big pit smoker that we've got. Uh, sling some half price beers all day. It's going to be legit. Any special beers for that event? I'm going to have two barrel-aged beers uh, okay. there. Uh, one of them is Schism. I held back one keg of Schism, which was our first barrel-aged beer that was nice. really popular. Uh, we, we've got a, a half barrel of that, and I've got a rum barrel-aged, Richland rum barrel-aged. Shout uh, out to Richland. Yeah, they're here in the VIP tent, right, man. Yeah. 
Um, so that's what uh, that's what we got going on. And then from there, man. So you were homebrewing. Where are you living when you were homebrewing, man? In Macon. Nice. Okay. So where are you buying your stuff? How are you getting your? I was having to go to Atlanta. I mean, I would order it online for a while, but I was trying to support the local homebrew stores, yeah. and we'd have, we'd make trips up to Atlanta, or we'd have it shipped in. Nice. And so on those trips, you're meeting people. Yeah. Who who are you coming to contact with? Chase Medlin, uh, <laughs> former brewer at Twain's, is a really good friend of mine. Nice. He, uh, he helped me uh, kind of cut my teeth on commercial brewing equipment. Uh, he became a, a really big mentor for me, um, even though he's younger than I am. Uh, J.R. Max Loggers is our our mentor. Uh, I've become good friends with Eric at Wild Heaven. He's helped me tremendously. He never turns away a phone call. If I've got a question about something, I mean, there's most everybody in the community is going to help you out. And so it's interesting because, I mean, if you're a Georgia brewer and... I tell you, like if you're George, really a southeastern brewer, and Jr's not somewhere in your right. mentions, yeah, so I something you ain't he's, doing something I'll right. Tease My nickname for him is Sensei, <laughs> and, uh, but he is he's like the godfather yeah. uh, of craft brewing in Georgia. I mean, he's got so much experience, and before here, he's brewing in Boston, and you know, Jr is Jr is a really dear friend, and that's gotta be cool. And then. You're not too far from the Wild Heaven tent. You mentioned Eric, right. man. What's it been like getting to know Mr. Johnson? He's a strange cat, but he's a good dude. I ask a question and then I shut up and I listen. You know, I'm answering. I'm answering. He's answering my question and I'm trying to be like a sponge absorbing everything right he's saying because that dude knows a lot. It's got to be fun. So then this Festival of Americas, man, how much have you seen the beer scene grow from south of you in I particular? I think that it's, it's uh, I feel like Americas is uh, at now where Macon was six or seven years ago. Wow. And so I think it's spreading. It's like, you know, we've got this this beautiful flower that's blooming all across the state, and that flower is, is uh, craft beer. And, you know, these people are thirsting for it, you know. You go to the beer stores around here, and their options are so limited. Mm-hmm. So look at all these people. I mean, there's a lot of people coming to this thing. Our line right now is, you know, 15, 20 people deep right now. They're thirsting for good beer down here, and I'm glad to see that the culture is changing for them. This is really cool. And then for you guys, I know you're a brew pub, but you guys do some distro? or you A little bit. A little bit. Not a little bit. I mean, okay. We're only five-barrel breweries. So, oh, wow. Small. Uh, really small. That's all I can do right now to keep up with the beer that's uh, that's sold across our bars. But there's some plans for expansion. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. We've so, got. We're starting to uh, to talk about that first expansion. So tell me about your. I know it's a brew pub, but tell me about how many taps. Yep. What's going on in there? Right now we're running eight taps. Uh, nice. Everything is brewed in house. We've got twelve draft lines installed, but we're only using eight of them. We're about to put a cold room in and expand to twelve beers. Okay. So that's uh, the, the first big thing on our radar. Uh, you know, our food is is very. Um, smoke based we smoke a lot of meat we're not necessarily a traditional barbecue place even though we have traditional barbecue we do a lot of really modern twists on uh, barbecue and smoked meats in general i love it so we have a really unique uh, restaurant downtown making there's really nothing else like us in middle georgia for that matter so man what were you doing before man how, and how'd you get into this it's, it's weird i mean <laughs> my best friend in memphis tennessee homebrewed yes and that, that so that's how i started homebrewing but I've owned a safety supply company, and I've owned a disaster restoration company. And, you know, so I've been a business owner for a long time. I know what it takes to run a business. And it was just a matter of finding the one that made me happy, and I finally found the one that made me happy. I don't work anymore. I love it. So last time I saw you, I think it was at Wrecking Ball in Atlanta. They had launched their first can release. Yes. And, but I also caught up with you at Torch Shop, man. Tell me right. your relationship with those guys, well, man. Brew pub is, the brew pub uh, part of Georgia Craft Beer is tight. Not like the rest of us aren't, but there's just something about 
the brew pub guys. Yeah, because you guys have a different journey. Yeah, different, different model, different approach, and we're all on the same page with one another. And I've got super great friends, Chris Bivens at Tour Shout Stop, out to Chris. and Neil, and I'm excited about my boy Tim Shivani finally getting his. Ah oh, man, I'm so happy for Tim, dude. Yeah, yeah so brew pubs are, are just a different. We're different animals in the herd. Yeah. Well, because a lot of you guys grew on, like, these five-barrel and three-barrel, sometimes even seven-barrel, these small systems. Right. But you guys are also trying to make sure your tasting room right. is happy. So how do you balance, like, I know you guys don't do a whole lot of cores, or do you kind of? Not really. I yeah. mean, the brewery's wide open. If someone's there, we're happy to give you a tour, but we're so small, and everything is right there in front of you that you can see it. You, you can ask a, a question of any any server or bartender, and they're gonna they're gonna be able to answer the questions for you. And then what about like the, the beers you can always are the beers you can always find there? Or does it switch over? Yeah, rotating I mean, we, we've got four core brands. Okay. We've got a, a pale ale, uh, a Kolsch, um, a, a, a Belgian wit, and then our IPA is really nice. delicious, very tropical IPA. I love it. So tell me where they can find you guys on Twitter and all those places to kind yeah, of stay in touch. Everything is everything is at Piedmont Brewery. So we're on Facebook at Piedmont Brewery, uh, Instagram, and Twitter. And then you mentioned the anniversary. That's on Sunday, May 6th. That's right. 1230 to 6th. 12.30 to 6.30. What else do you want to know about what you guys got coming? What's next? You know, I think that as far as the early calendar, that's sort of the biggest thing we've got right now. There's a really big music festival coming to Macon in June called Brag June. So I'm sure we'll be really busy for that. That's a really nice music festival. Um you know, the, the anniversary party is what's eating it most of the time right now. Dude, I'm so excited for you. And then, would that be a ticketed event, or do people just come by uh, whatever they want? You can come by. We're going to sling half-price beers. We're going to have a really good deal on barbecue plates. It's, a uh, you know, free to come. If you don't want to nice. drink beer or eat barbecue, hey, that's on you. I, I don't know anybody. If any, if I do know somebody didn't want to drink beer and barbecue. I'm no longer friends with those I, I don't understand why I even want to associate with you. <laughs> so, guys, once again, it's my man, Brian Willie. Yeah. We're here in America's Georgia. I mean, this is a really cool festival. Man, thank you guys for yep, doing this, sure. man. Yep. Awesome, man. Good thank you. you. Yes, sir. All right, man, guys. That was Brian Whitley from Piedmont Brewing in Macon, Georgia, in Mac Town. Coach had to get in touch with him. We're going to stick and stay. We're going to have some more fun here. We'll be right back. Beer it is. Yeah, man. Wasn't that fun? I mean, again, like I said, it's America's Beer Festival. You know, it's the sights and sounds of beer festivals going. So you're hearing people. You know, I think between VIP and regular admission and all that stuff, I think they sold about 1,500 tickets for, you know, a town that's not that big. The town is still kind of growing and developing. Well, redeveloping, rather, and learning and expanding its palate. You know, drinking some good beer with good people. And that's why I got into this, man. And that's what I got to do down in Americus, Georgia. So, from there... Now, you know, we get ready to round the home, right? You know, we got to talk to the good folks from three different breweries. And really, I probably could have talked to a whole bunch more. You know, my friends from Gate City were there. Scufflaw was there. Out of Atlanta, Monday Night Brewing. There was a lot. Sweetwater was there repping and kicking it. Um, there was a ton of Georgia beer. And people brought good beer. One brewery, I was kind of disappointed in some of the beer they brought, but, you know, it's okay. It's all right, you know. Everybody's learning. Everybody's still growing. But one place I was not disappointed was the folks at Pretoria Fields in Albany, Georgia, talked to their owner and head brewer. We kind of had a long conversation, so it was fun, but they were good, and they were entertaining. So here we are with the folks from Pretoria Fields. 
New Bias, Wilborn, here for Beer Deals on CSB Network at the Americas Beer Festival and Hot Glass, too. Don't forget about the hot glass. Tell you what, these glasses are phenomenal. They're fun-shaped. I mean, really, this is a cool festival. But I'm with a cool guy now in a cool brewery out of Albany, the Bainey, Georgia, with my man Morgan Tripp, owner Head honcho over at Pretoria Brewing. Tell me about this spot, man. Cool. Uh, First of all, thank you for coming it. on. Yeah, Yeah, thank you. Um, no, we're a farmhouse brewery. We uh, concept started about five years ago. We uh, uh, had a family farm and had added a couple other farms that were looking for added value. Um, after working on it for about a year and a half, the downtown development uh, found out what we were doing, and they asked us if we were moving the project to downtown Albany. All right. Um, they did an investment, and so they've actually invested in in, uh, in what we've done. They donated uh, two buildings, and then we bought a couple of buildings. Uh, we hired a great brewer in Eric Kirchner from... Uh, uh, from Russian River Brewery in, nice. uh, on the West Coast, and we've taken off. And, uh, this is our first big event. So how'd you find? How'd you find them, man? Uh, well, that's just luck. I mean, I'd like to say it was like, uh, like, uh, like some sort of genius. But I was at the, uh, I was at the um, American Brewers Guild conference. Nice. And uh, was this, this was in DC or which or Philly? This was actually in um, in Oregon, like three years ago. Oh, wow, okay, okay. And so we started a conversation and just uh, just how things work out. I mean, nice. You know, after a while, we uh, convinced them to come over here. Nice. So what would you do in the Russian River before? Because I've seen a lot of times where guys will say, okay, I've been selling at a place like that or a place like Sweetwater somewhere. And we're ready to get like to third brewer. But now they're ready to break that glass, but there's no room for them to go. Because if it's Sweetwater, Nick Knott's not going anywhere. Yeah. So I'm assuming I've said Russell Rivers that same thing. That guy ain't going anywhere. But now for him to kind of have his own brewery. Yeah, exactly. So he had um, worked his way up from being a Solomon in the brew pub over a 10-year period to where he was actually over one of their facilities. Nice. And uh, and he had gotten to where he was training a bunch of guys. And But you're right. To move up to be a brewmaster, he was going to have to have to change. And that's, uh, and that's what we did. That's got to be pretty cool, like, for you coming up in the game. Tell me about your background. How you got into craft beer? Yeah. So, in a roundabout way, so I'm actually a, I'm a physician and a vascular surgeon by trade. Wow. And um, I've been brewing beer pretty much uh, since I've been in college. About a decade ago, a friend and I um, looked at doing this, but the laws are so draconian in Georgia at the time. Right. That we just, you know, we, we sort of gave it up. And then fast forward, you know, um, a little bit older, a little bit wiser, and the laws changed, and it just seemed like a good idea. Now, your background, where'd you go to school? University of Georgia. You, you, you played football, too, right? No, no, no. Okay, so, yeah, no. you played in high school, none of that? Yeah, just played okay. in high school. Okay. Yeah. All right, but then from there, you went to UGA in Athens. What were you drinking, man? <laughs> Do what now? What were you drinking? What am I drinking no, now? No, no, no. What were you drinking then? Oh, well, we made a lot of our own beer, but, you know, whatever was downtown, yeah. uh, you know, I, I, can't say that I, I can't say that I was, I don't think Terrible wasn't there at the time. In, oh, wow. Uh, yeah, in the early 90s. So this goes back, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah this, this was, um, and craft beer, you know, I tell you, my first, my first introduction to craft beer was probably skiing, you know, out in the Midwest. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, having some really different IPAs um, on the, on the, 
in sort of that middle America, you know, almost West Coast area. And, you know, Oregon. Colorado, this all, yeah. yeah. this Oregon, it all started a lot earlier than it, here, than it did out here on the East Coast. And we couldn't get the hops like they could back like they right. could then. So, um, so fast forward, you know, now ingredients are more available. Um, uh, it's just, it's easier to, it's easier to transfer. I think. That's got to be fun. So then, tell me about your brew house down there in downtown Albany. So we got a 30 barrel brew house. We have 210 barrel uh, fermentation. Capacity. That's pretty big, 30 barrel, shout out, man. Yeah, yeah, so, we, uh, so we, we're only uh, draft right now. But we, we're doing a staged, um, a staged expansion, so we plan to expand, and we'll have cans in June. Okay. So we took, so we took we've got our four core beers. We feel like they're set. Like we feel like that we've worked through the kinks in the system, and that uh, that our profile, that our flavor profile is pretty much set, and it shouldn't change any from where we are now. So I think we're ready to go into cans. Cans travel, so we won't. Nice. You know, people are, we want people to taste the same thing when they when they open one or the other. Do you know who you're going to distribute with, or have you still kind of figured it out? Um, United. Uh, the okay. Yeah. 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 Oh, nice. You guys, once you're out, you're going to be all over the place yeah. putting your beer out there right. in the world. And speaking of royalty, oh, Eric Kirchner. Hey, we got Eric Kirchner here. Yeah. By the way, we just yeah. talked about him earlier. This is the brewmaster. Do you like, oh, yeah, first of all, let me ask you, how do you feel about that title? Because some guys don't like being called brewmaster. They prefer head brewer or whatever. What do you think about that title before I even go there? Oh, it's, a, it's exciting to be called a brewmaster, but you know, I just I'm just one of the staff. You know, I'm working alongside everybody, and it takes a team to really make great beer. So I rely on everybody, and you know, you can you can make up any title you want. I don't really mind. <laughs> I, I just brew beer. Yeah, that's go all from right. there. All right, so he told me you started at Western River. That's where where he met. But where'd you start? Where were you brewing before? Were you home brewing? Did you go to school? Tell me about your background. Oh, I, I grew up in Pennsylvania. Uh, nice. Lancaster County. You know, Lancaster County, yeah. Pennsylvania Dutch, and uh, it's good to be back on the East Coast because for years I spent in California. So, man, what, what were you drinking in Pennsylvania? And what what years were this? Well, I started out with uh, Black and Tan and Yingling. Yeah, Yingling, yeah. Yingling Lager. I mean, Pottsville. Yeah. Pottsville, yeah. And I worked a little bit at... Um, a place called uh, Lancaster Brewing Company. Yeah. So we were famous for our milk stout up there, you know, being from the from the you know the dairy area. And uh, I worked at this little, right, not very well known brewery, but very historically well known, called Boobies Brewery. Yeah. And that uh-huh. was in Mount Joy, Pennsylvania. Um, it has old underground caves. Wow. And it's uh, pre-prohibition, so basically they still had all their. They went out of business before prohibition. Wow. And they had all their equipment still intact. So it's more or less a museum. I like it. And uh, apparently the, the original brewmaster was uh, Aloïs Bouby. Aloïs Bouby. And like an old German immigrant. And, and they always said the place is haunted. And I was I was working there and bartending. And I swear, like, I could smell his cigar smoke uh, ah. in the evenings. And I used to look up at his really spooky, eerie picture. And every once in a while, when I turn my back on the corner and it's a little dark, I swear I see him every once in a while looking over my shoulder. Wow. So I don't know if he's been my, my guiding light or some kind of, uh, yeah. you know, uh, helpful hand in, in this I way. love it. You need a helpful hand, man. We get by with the help of our friends. That's right. Or maybe another way, but we won't go there today. But that being said, man, you get over to Russian River. Tell me about the process going from Sullivan to running a facility. Oh, so I, I worked in the, the downtown location of Russian River. So I started out in their, I was a, I was their manager of their pub. I did that for about three years, and uh, the whole time trying to get into the brewery. Well, back then, you know, the brewer and the owner was pretty much like, I'm going to brew all the beer for the first year, 
And uh, they finally had one guy that was going to take over and he was going to work for free. And I was like, man, I can't contend with that. So I ended up managing this group. Yeah. So then uh, after three years of waiting, they finally put me in at the, uh, the downtown location. And I ended up being the lead brewer there for about seven, eight years. Uh, it's hard to walk away. I mean, yeah. Vinny Chalurzo is one of the best brewers I've ever met in my of life. Of course. Taught me most of what I know as far as brewing goes. And, uh, you know, it's, it was fortunate for me to work under him because, you know, now I, you know, he's helped, he helped create a career for me. Something I was kind of destined to, but he helped shape the way I look at beer today. So how was this culture shock? Was it coming to Albany, Georgia? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I just went from one brewery to another brewery. Fair enough. So for me, like, I spend most of my time in the brewery. So <laughs> there was a, you know, a culture shock. I wouldn't say that, you know. Like, okay. I'm, I'm in the cellar, and I'm in the, behind the brew house. That stainless steel looks the same no matter where right. you're at. Fair enough, fair yeah, enough. Beer culture doesn't change, right? Beer culture's the same. Beer culture's the same. So, so I mean, but, like, do you, but do you get a different type of beer drinker coming in, or do you actually get to interact with the customers, or what are they like there? I think the beer drinkers are the same. I think their palate is a little different. Mm. And so we talk about hop. What is, what's that word you use? Hop, the hop palate, or, you know, how their taste for taste. We call it the Lupulin Threshold. Lupulin yeah. Threshold. I like it. Threshold. All right. Yeah, yeah. It's a shift that happens over time. You start out where you, you try that first hoppy beer and you're like, I don't know, it's kind of bitter. And then all of a sudden you acquire a taste for it. And before you know it, you want more mm-hmm. and more. And so we came in with our, our really, our IPA is very approachable. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of hot weather down here. So in a way, yeah, I have changed climates. And when I change climates, I change my palate and my yeah. flavor for beer. So I'm trying to match the environment and the temperature and our ingredients to my palate and the palate of the individual that's drinking the beer. You know, and it's very interesting because, well, it actually takes me in two directions. One, like I remember the first time, <laughs> shit, 10 years ago, I had a fresh year in about a pale ale. And that beer at the time was like mind blowing to me. But now, you know, it's not, doesn't feel, it's not nearly as hoppy as some of these crazy 110, 120 IBU beers, right? I mean, when you see well, some of that. Yeah, I mean, Sierra Nevada is, uh, I can never say enough good things about yeah, them. Yeah, of course. They're like one of the best, and, and they, they're like the forerunner, and they kind of showed us, like, this is how you do it right. Right. And, you know, Brian Grossman in, New, in Carolina, I mean, he's he's doing it great. I mean, yeah. they're, they're, they're the people that are going to teach us how our community should come together wow. and how us as, a, as a, a brewing entity, you know, if we can emulate them in any way, we'll be better for it. As well. As well you should. I mean, and then from there, obviously we're at Russell River. So you're doing Planet of the Elder, Planet of the Younger, man. It's so interesting to see how that beer has been able to stand the test of time. It is. Uh, you know, I mean... Benicio Lorzo made himself available to the community and to the public, and he was very engaging, and he was also sort of ahead of his time. He knew he was going to be a brewer when he was, like, a teenager, and, you know, and, and I think he had a head head uh, start on all the rest of us. Nice. So, you know, what he's doing a lot of it is looking at history, and he's taking those historical beers and putting a little bit of an American twist to it, mm. and kind of up in the ante a little bit. And, you know, I mean, that's that's what the, the there's so many styles out there that we can choose from, and if we create something new or something unique, it's it's the people who made the benchmarks that give us that you know chance to take what we can learn from them and make something and go a little bit further. 
Nice. So tell me what you guys have coming in the lab for the next couple months, man, coming out. That's what everybody's been asking. <laughs> What's next? We just got started. Man. I know, right? That's what I'm saying. But you know how craft beer is moving, man. Like, what's next, what's now. And speaking of that, for both you guys, because you guys have been in craft beer for a while, both brewing it, drinking it, around, like, what do you think about how quickly things move now? Like, I just remember, like, CBS, for instance, you know, five years ago was a beer, like, people chased. I went to a bottle shop the other day, and it was, like, it was like collecting dust. Still a good beer. The same beer was five years ago. Right. Why do you, how, do you, how do you guys deal with that as brewers? Well, we're looking for keeping the freshest product out there. So as much as people are growing, you know, we want to we want to control the market in the way that we actually produce the freshest beer that goes to the consumer. So we're not going to overproduce. We're not going to reach too far. We're going to take our time, and we're going to try to make the best product and put it in the hands of the consumer, you know, as fast as we can. And, and I think that's more of our core, you know, what we want. Quality products. Um, I think most, most breweries, when they start, especially distribution breweries, they may have more beers in their top room. They generally start with two beers. Yeah. And so we had two, and then we immediately followed it up with two more. Um, we ran through our system. We've only been open for three months. So trying Jeez. to get those things dialed in through a new system. Because the first time, I mean, one of the things to understand is you do a, and I think I was taught this, you do a stout the first time through your system. Right. And so the idea of doing a stout is that, the, is that there's a lot of room uh, a lot of room for error. Yeah, yeah. A lot of room for taste errors. And, mm-hmm. and so... Uh, because you can you correct know, the style. Yeah, you don't know what's going to come out the first time. Mm. And so we were lucky. I think we came out with drinkable beers um, through a first time on a first system that had never been used for. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, it is what it is. So... Yeah. And we're, you know, we're taking all those recipes and we're concentrating, instead of like, what's the next big thing, how can we perfect these? I mean, I've, I've known breweries like, say, Trimmer Pills, for instance, yeah. in Berkeley. They came from Germany. Mm-hmm. They make one beer, Pilsner, and they mm-hmm. do it so well, and that's all they do. And wow. they're a successful business with one beer. Yeah. You know, the, there's, a, there's always this sort of adage about, you know what, there's like, one beer makes the brewery. You know, mm-hmm. one is their flagship that takes all of it. And yeah. what that beer is, we're trying to find that out. Mm. So what we want to do is we want to perfect what we have before we go move on to, like, all these other beers. I like it. Yeah. So That's old school, man. Take it back. Yeah. Let's get something right. I mean, I, I don't care who you are as a brewery. I think you got to have a keep the lights on beer. Keep the what? Keep the lights on. Keep the lights on, right. That's what I call it. Like, whether it's Sweetwater 420, Chip Hops Kirchner. Whatever it is, everybody's got a beer that keeps the lights on. Yeah, well, I'm, I used to work in a pub where we had 17 beers on draft. And you can walk up and drink every one of those. And I've gone to pubs where you try, like, 17 beers, and you're like, well, I like this one. Or, yeah, that one's okay. Right. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I worked in a place where every single beer was quality. And you couldn't deny it. And so that's why I come from that strength, and I want to perpetuate that strength. So how many beers do you guys have on tap in your tap room right now? Five. Five, okay, all right. Like you said, keeping it small for now. Yeah, we're more of a distribution place right now. We have our taste room, walls change, that's awesome. But I'm I'm already working in developing a couple new ones, and I have a repertoire of a bunch of other ones I've made in the past. But what I'd like to do is try to create uh, an own style and our own our own kind of footprint. And in doing that, you know, I'm going to take my time to develop the recipes before I come out with them. So I'm I like using, it. I'm using pilot system to work through some some so, ideas and concepts. He told me about your brew house, thirty barrel system. Tell me about your pilot system. 
Oh, it's just a, a more beer, uh, you know, a half barrel system. Nice. So um, we just started putting that together. I got the fermenters all dialed in, got some ingredients. I'm getting ready to run my first test pilot brew on that. Uh, all the rest of them were done in Santa Rosa, California. Wow. So, you know, I traveled those recipes 2,000 miles. These are going to be just traveling uh, a couple footsteps. So basically, y'all taste them is about to be lit, as the people say. <laughs> Uh, we, we like to think that, you know, but like I said, I'm not rushing anything. I'm not about quality, uh, quantity. I'm more about quality. I like it. I like it. And then last thing for me, Morgan, well, two things. One, tell people where they can find your location and then where they can find you guys on Twitter and Instagram and all those fine places. All right. So uh, so we're downtown Albany. We're on Pine Street. We're um, uh, right in front of the River Aquarium. Uh, in downtown Albany, easy, you know, easily location down there. That's our tap room, our production facility. Um, I mean, we've got a Facebook page, our VictoriaFields.com, uh, uh, our, our uh, landing page, um, Victoria Fields uh, Collective is our Facebook page, and Victoria Fields Collective is our uh, Instagram page. Nice. And then what, what, when you guys open, what are the hours, what days? Uh, Thursday through Sunday, four to eight, or sorry, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, four to eight, and then Sunday, one to five. Nice. And then your beers, where can we find them other than a brewery now? Oh, uh, we're in most restaurants and most locations here. Um, in Albany? We, yeah, and, Albany, okay. Thomasville, Tifton, nice. Valdosta, uh, Macon, Columbus, and uh, Noonan. So you guys are basically saying, you know what? We're Noonan South. I like it. Yeah. I like it. So, hey, you know what? Metro Atlanta, we'll get there later. Yeah. But we want to take care of home right now. That's exactly right. I like it. Yeah. And then... You build your base and then you move on. I like it. And then last thing from both of you. Well, two questions. One, I'll start with my man here. If you could have a beer with any four people, who would it be? Any four people. Oh, you know, dead or alive? Oh, dead or alive. Oh, I don't know. I'd probably have to say uh, Brian Grossman, Trip Morgan, <laughs> <laughs> of course Jennifer Harris, <laughs> best wife. Yeah. Oh, nice. And you know maybe Matt Brindleson. <laughs> oh, Matt. Okay. All right. What about you? Uh, that's a really hard question. Um, who? Eric Kirchner. That gets one out of the way. Oh, come on, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, nah, that's that's come on. Uh, okay, four people other than Eric. Other Kirchner. than Eric Kirchner. Yeah, so, um, no, so I'm a physician, so, um, so William Osler is probably one of the most famous physicians who has ever, who ever lived, um, uh, God, that's a terrible question. Um, <laughs> that's a great question. Einstein, just, uh, and Einstein was a great beer drinker. Yeah, so, you drink yeah, beer. Yeah. Einstein was a beer drinker. Um... Uh, who else? Two more. Um, anybody? Anybody. Uh, who? There you go. Uh, my, it could be anybody in beer. It could be anybody in society. Uh, Historical uh, figures, whatever. Yeah. Mary Helen Morgan. And, okay. uh, oh, my great-great-grandfather, Nelson Tift. He founded Albany. Nice. There you go. Okay. Right. And he actually uh, was a brewer. So. See, there you go. There you go. Just had to think a little bit. Yeah. Had to work through it. I think I'd like to add him to my list. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. Then Eric Kirshner, what are you serving those four people? 
Oh, I'm serving him beer wise? Yes. Uh, I don't know. I think I'd, I think I'd do some, uh, maybe a coffee IPA, rye IPA, maybe a, a flower saison, and a braggot. All right. And these are all beers you guys make? No, not yet. Okay, well. <laughs> Okay, if you're one of your beers, what would it be? That's well, they cool. are my beers coming in the future. They're coming, future beers. Beers they will be making at Pretoria That's in right. Albany. That's right. All right, what are you, what are you serving these for? Oh, beers? God. Uh, our berry goza, because I think it's just unique and interesting, and it's probably 90% Georgia. Nice. Uh, which is really cool. Um, yeah, my favorite beer is so... Uh, and a, a very good tropical IPA, either uh, you know Tropicalia is a good good example. Uh, nice. One that got me on um, uh, one of my favorite beers right now, uh, Dogfish Heads. Uh, uh, go, there goes uh, oh, there. Cinco Ale. Yeah, Cinco yeah. Hmm? yeah, I love that beer. Nice. And um, golly, and Sierra, Sierra Nevada's Pale Ale. There you I mean, go. What a great beer. You know uh, Cascade Hops. Um, they grow really well in South Georgia, mm-hmm. and uh, Sierra Nevada has uh, built their built a lot of their brewery on Cascade Hops. So. See, there you go. Yeah. See, way to tie it in. And then last, is there anything people need to know about Pretoria Fields as these guys these guys are coming along? Yeah, uh, I want people to know we're a farmhouse brewery. Um, that we care uh, as much about the ingredients as we do about you know selling a lot of beers, and that quality is our number one thing. Um, and, uh, and we're going to live by that. I mean, we're trying to, like, probably our biggest thing now is figuring out how we can grow as many of the products that can be grown in Georgia and shift those product profiles over to our existing recipes. So even though our recipes are set, you know, they're set in one way, but they're in another way, we're still trying to produce those things on our farms. And so, uh, so constant, constant improvement in that arena. And nice. so, uh, and I mean, you know, that helps our story. I mean, that makes us, and, and that makes the that that's fun. I like mean, sit it. around and talk about like, okay, you know, what, how, which kind of corn are we going to use, and how are we going to get it flaked, and we can make it, you know, to recreate what we're doing right now because we don't want to change the taste, but yet. We want to do it in uh, in like a South Georgia way. I love so it. Really create South Georgia beers. Rep your city. Rep yep. your area. That to me is what also drives. I mean, being the agricultural uh, situation where we have the farm and we have fruit, uh, a lot of my creativity is not like, oh, what do I want to create? It's more like, what's available to me and how can I make that all work together in such a way? And that's why I enjoy, like, the different fruits going on the farm. And I love working with the farmers. I love You know, it. they're like, well, so we can grow this and that, and, you know, what can we do with grain? And, you know, like, I love uh, working with, like, six row and throwing in some emmers, you know, nice. some ancient grains. We're looking at a lot of heirloom kind of varieties. We're kind of having fun with the, you know, instead of thinking totally about, like, what's sellable and what everybody wants, we're like, what, what can we grow down here? What can give us a local feeling? And, you know, what can make us separate? because of our environment you know uh, I can make beers from all over the world in one location but what makes it special is what we're growing here in, in the ground and what, what comes it. from Georgia this South Georgia is, man that is awesome man like I love it rep your city rep your area 
Guys, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Join me here at this America's Beer Festival. I got to tell you guys, it's dark and cloudy, but I tell you what, there's a lot of people out here, and it's beautiful, and you guys make beautiful beer. Thank you, guys. Thank, thank you. you for talking to us. Yeah, no problem, man. Yeah. All right, boys and girls. Again, this is Tobias Woolboard L. That was fun, wasn't it? I really hope you guys enjoyed that show, and I'm thankful I got the opportunity. You know, I hopped in the car, drove the two, two and a half hours down south, and, you know, I enjoyed it even more than I thought I would, and I'm glad I got to share it with you guys, our audience, here on Beer It Is. So just so you guys know, next week what we're going to do is we're going to do the best of Florida recap while I was at spring training and kicking it, learning about Braves, growing and developing. Also got to spend some time at some good breweries. And, you know, I really didn't feel like you guys really got to, you know, listen to some of that stuff. So I just want to put together a best of Florida episode and looking forward to that from then. Working, we're going to try to get with the good folks from Down Home Brewing. They're now distributing out of Atlanta. Have some other things in the back pocket. So look for those. Also, remember, if you're on iTunes, Stitcher, whatever it is, subscribe to the show. Give us some ratings. We need the ratings. And most importantly, tell your friends. All right, guys. This has been the Vice Warborn, and we are out.